Street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. All right. Hey, welcome everyone to another review video. We're actually going to take a look at Probably my favorite interview that I conducted at a festival called Escape Festival in Southern Washington. And along with me, I have a suite of guests yet again. We have Anthony Magnabosco. We have Reed from Cordial Curiosity. We have Rom. Uh, what's the name of your channel again, Rom? It's a uh, Russian channel, can, I know, can, but I'm going to promote it anyway. We can say about the Russian website. It's studiobistemology.ru. And that's it. Oh, yeah. So we have, yes, we have our Russian friends here. And then we have Michael from Live Well and Pierce Watkins, the quasi anonymous uh, YouTuber. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so I went to this festival. Uh, and the first couple of days I was there, I just kind of settled in and pitched my tent and unpacked. But I told some people around camp that I was doing this. Uh, project and then I was gonna conduct interviews and people are like, oh, that's interesting. What's that all about? And I would like kind of tell people what street epistemology is about and kind of what I think about it. And then word started to spread. And before I knew it, I had a little bit of a reputation around the camp and some people were coming back for more. <laughs> and I've got so many good interviews, uh, though this one was just too good and I needed to uh, get this one out uh, pretty quick. So. This is the second one I've released. And uh, this one's all about relativism. Uh, pretty cool stuff. We don't really get into the nitty gritty of an actual belief so much as like how we think about our beliefs. And those are my personal favorite kinds of conversations to have for sure. Um, what did you guys think about this one? I enjoyed it. It was, uh, I get highlights a big problem that I faced when I was starting conversations with people that hold rel relativistic thinking and and this idea that uh, if I believe it, that it's true. So that that is something that I constantly kept running into. So in a way, I'm kind of glad like other people are also encountering it and figuring out ways yeah. to address it. So it's cool to see it. How, how long ago was this recorded? It's pretty recent, isn't it? This was like, I think... Um the end of May or near near the end of May, the latter half of May. Oh, cool. Uh, was when it was recorded. Yeah. A beautiful place too. Like uh, Mount Hood is like right in the background. So I mm. had to get that in the shot. Um, yes. Uh, I feel like I can't talk about beliefs really unless we have, we can't, it's hard to critically think about our views, our, our beliefs. If, we're talking past each other about what we mean when we say this belief is true. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's why this is a really important kind of conversation to have. And it's not the first one I've had. I've had many like this, but this was probably the most um, like diehard um, I've ever seen anyone in their relativistic uh, point of view and um, great uh, conversation partner, really engaging, good listener. Um, any more thoughts on this one? Any like highlights we're about to see? 
this I would agree. This is probably my favorite video of yours um, for a couple of reasons. One, awesome. I've had the same problem. Like I've every time I've done the SE survey with small groups, there's always one person that has this sort of approach, and always looking for better ways to explore it and understand it. And uh, you did such a great job in this. Plus, the character's amazing. Like, where do you find these people? They're amazing people. I just I just feel like I'm absorbed yeah. in it. You know, so it's festivals cool. are just yeah. primed for it. You know, festivals are great yeah. for it because you already have people who are thinking outside the box, you know, kind of countercultural yeah. sort of festival yeah. that I went to. Um, and then just in addition to that, you're, you feel more intimate with them because you're sharing a living space kind of like I wasn't too far from this person that I'm about to interview. I think I was maybe like 30 feet away in terms of my my tent <laughs> situation Ooh, wow. that would be yeah. kind of i wonder if that would be awkward in some way to have like a really intimate talk with a stranger but then you occasionally like glance over and see them every once in a while because that's happened to me like sometimes right. I'll, I'll run into them in the grocery store or later again on campus in a completely different area and it's like awkward because we recognize <laughs> each other and we recognize what we <laughs> yeah. talked about and it was really deep but we like now we're having this like superficial exchange <laughs> When we had this really meaningful one, did you right? Kind of, right. It's a little weird to go happened. back to. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little weird to like you know just uh, hang out uh, after you have a real deep dive, kind of like this one. Yeah. And it was kind of like that, although I felt like there was a gained <laughs> amount of respect. And actually, probably my favorite part, and I really wish I recorded this. I had like every person I interviewed, or at least two thirds of them all showed up on the final day on Sunday and we all just sat around as a, in a group and we all talked about uh, all of our talks and what, what it was like Damn. and what we gained from it. And cool. they were mostly engaging with each other and like talking to each other about mm -hmm. it. And I was just sitting back like enjoying it. And then they started asking each other questions. <laughs> it was so good. Did you it was so good, it? but it just didn't No. That's the thing. It didn't it. feel right. I was like, I said, I said, damn, I should record this. And everyone was like, I mean, you could. And I was <laughs> it like, throws the vibe. Right, it throws the vibe off, you know? doesn't it? Yeah. It's like it does. You almost almost like stepping on that wonderful moment by, oh, let me pull up my camera to make sure I capture this wonderful <laughs> reflection. But how cool would it have been to see it? Like that's that's yeah. like a, an SEer's dream, you know, where you to have other people talking about the conversations that they had, and then they start using the questions on themselves. Yeah. It doesn't get much better yeah. than that. Some of the right. best conversations are off camera, and maybe it's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, right. For for every so of, I think I've for every one video I upload, I have probably fifteen videos that I've recorded but didn't mm -hmm. upload because it was something for me to learn from it that I wasn't quite ready to share. And then for every video I've recorded, I've got like hundreds of videos or hundreds of uh, conversations, maybe even mm -hmm. thousands, just like all the time uh, when there's no camera or anything. Uh, it's really easy yeah. to just use this in everyday conversation. So mm. unless anybody else has anything to say, should we just jump right into it? I think yeah. so. Let's go Let's for go it. For how, it. How, how long are we going to be going over this one, do you think? Because it's a pretty long conversation, isn't it? <laughs> Are we going to skip well, around? Man, are we, are we going sequentially and covering all of it? I'm curious. It's it, well, maybe we'll we'll see how we feel once we get going. Um, okay. Okay. I figure we'll start. We'll skip the intro here, and we'll just go straight to the introduction for SE. And maybe after a little bit of that, we can maybe skip some of the yeah. intro and go straight Although to the talk. It should yeah. be said that your music is awesome. 
by the way. Like oh, the music thank of you. Stuff. I helped produce that. It's, it's so good. <laughs> With a friend of mine. It's catchy. Yeah. yeah, thank you. All right, here we go. I'd say it depends on the day. Like some, sometimes I can only do one or two. It also depends on the conversation. Some people have a lot of like really tight, tightly held beliefs, and if I ask them the right questions in the right order, their belief can unravel, and to them it can be a really revealing experience. Um, it's happened yeah. several times where I've asked somebody how they know what it is they know. And together, yeah. like I'm with them, reflecting on this idea, and they've come to realize that they're u- either using a standard that they would not want someone else to use, or that they can't really know whatever it is that they know, in which case their confidence starts to shift. Sometimes it can go up higher, sometimes yeah. it goes down lower, it yeah. really just depends on what it is that they're saying. Um, higher or lower in terms of like their, their strength and that belief. Right, their confidence. She's already yeah. picking up Some on people it, are, what you're doing. You it's know, good. Start off not so confident and then get more confident. Yeah. And sometimes it's the other direction. It yeah. really just depends on, yeah. you know, and I'm a biased person and my questions are, I'm striving to be non-biased with my questions, though. So oh, really I don't know hard. if that's possible, though. Right. It can be really so. hard, but that's what I'm going for. Yeah. What I hope is that by the end of the conversation, you have, if I've done this right, unless you ask me directly where I stand on the same claim, uh, then if I've done this right, you have no idea what number I would give it on the scale of confidence. In other words, you wouldn't know whether or not I believe it too or not. Right. If I did it right. Right. Yeah. Good, good Although, example of informed I also want... consent. Good example of in- informed consent. Like Nathan's going up, your confidence may go up, your confidence may go down. Yeah, I'm starting to do that as well. I like that to yeah. be open to answering the same questions that I'm asking if you also are curious about how I think about it, but it's yeah. not required. Oh, right? I mean, I personally would rather have that to have a conversation. Rather sure. Than a- and that, in that case, at any point, um, if a question comes to mind, I encourage you to ask it and maybe yeah. you can learn some of this dialectic yourself and apply this in your own life with people that you agree with and disagree with. Yeah to bring clarity to other people's views. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of options. Okay. You can either pick a claim that you think is true. All right. And we can go through the motions of figuring out how you could be so sure mm. that it's true. Mm. The other option is uh, there's a survey here Yeah. Um, that, that are beliefs about how we form beliefs. Okay. And there are things that I've heard people say over the past several years. And you can so either from here we can probably skip to the... Um, to the uh, filling out the survey portion. It's just a couple minutes ahead. Yeah. Bose, can we comment a little bit about how you're introducing SE to them? I think that's really sure, good. Sure, please. Like you're physically saying, like sometimes people hold on to their beliefs and they don't let them go. Like you're, you're, um, you're like almost signing <laughs> in a way. Like you're describing right. what she's possibly in for here. You're laying it all out there. And yeah. You're being very clear about what she's getting herself into, which is something that we have become more and more aware of when we're doing SE, the importance of doing that. So that's cool. Glad you're doing that. One thing I've learned, actually, uh, 
and uh, it was partially influenced by talking with you is uh, body language is really important. So as I'm trying to convey what it is I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying to use uh, gestures and I feel like it, it grabs people's attention a little bit better. So yeah, that's part of it too. Had she uh, listened Speaking to any of, of the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Had she, had she listened to any of your previous conversations you had at that festival? Uh, no, she hasn't. Okay. And at, as a matter of fact, I don't really share this channel with um, my Facebook friends or anyone I, I know, really, because uh, I would like my friends to have their own interview first. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> and no, maybe I that's meant, to my own disadvantage. I meant just like from being at the festival, did she see you like interviewing anyone else or? Oh, yes. Yeah, she saw beforehand um, other people coming in and sitting down and then walking away going, that was awesome. There was a couple that went really well. So. Okay. Had a feeling because she kind of seemed like she knew what she was getting into there. Yeah, good. They match reality. The most important criteria for my beliefs is that they match reality. Probably one of them. Probably one of the uh, most interesting ones on that survey. So here I have a embrace the pause counter that you'll see. What do you think? I'll tally it up at the end. <laughs> the most important criteria for my beliefs is that they match reality. I only counted a pause if it was longer than five seconds. I think that's true. I love that. Is that in Final Cut Pro? How do you do that? Yeah, I had to figure it out. <laughs> you have to put in a timer and then you have to make a composite clip. Yeah, I won't bore you with that answer, right now. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it matches the perception of your reality. Right? Mm. But does that justify your beliefs? Mm. That, what, what do you mean by like most important? You know? In other words, is it important to believe? So did I ask this already on the scale on the scale of confidence? We could use whatever scale you want: one to seven, one to ten, one to a hundred, and it doesn't even need to be numerical. Maybe it's a, a glass of water or some other thing. How important is it for our beliefs to match reality? Or another way to phrase it is <laughs> let the pen drop. <laughs> I didn't even notice that the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great edit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Look at that again. It's a match yeah. reality. Replay. Or another way to phrase it is <laughs> how important is it for us to believe in <laughs> I didn't really notice that first either. Uh, also, I see here are others using the questionnaire. Just to answer this question briefly, uh, Pierce uh, has some interviews on his channel using the questionnaire, uh, yeah. and he does a fairly good job with it. Yeah, I do it a little bit differently than that? you, but <laughs> you haven't filled it out. I wouldn't all have in it any other way. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way, and that's kind of the idea. Like my idea of how to fill out the survey isn't isn't like, you know, necessarily the right way. I think it's the right way, right? But, yeah, I don't know if I could uh, do it your way. I don't know. I like my way. <laughs> so, but you how's, your, how's your way different? Where, what are you doing I, differently? I read each question to them and just go one by one and discuss it all. Um, where so that's the way I, 
did do it in the past. Uh, though I find that if I have someone fill out the whole thing, um, we may be able to skip some stuff if we happen to strongly agree on the same issue or strongly disagree on the same issue. And then we could pinpoint the, the parts in which we strongly disagree and start with like the definitions for truth and then work our way out from there as to how we acquire knowledge. And so that's kind of like how my uh, questioning has evolved over time. But I've done the survey so many different ways. Uh, another one was, uh, uh, has Anthony or Reed used it? I've seen Reed use the survey before in real life. Uh, I used it, but it was like I, I used it with my uh, with my daughter and her roommate at school when they were at school. We FaceTimed, and uh, I think they were a little intimidated by the length of the survey. It was twenty five yeah. questions, so like if it was ten, would it would they be more? They seemed like a little like, well, we don't have a lot of time for this, so I probably should have waited till they had time. But it was more more of a spur of the moment type of thing. Yeah, uh, it went the okay. shortest survey. The, sh the shortest survey I ever did uh, is like 20 minutes. Sorry for interrupting. You said it went okay? Yeah, it went okay, but I think that, I don't know, like maybe maybe because I wasn't there physically proctoring uh, the survey, maybe it was different or I don't know. Who who knows? Uh, it was it was like a spontaneous thing that, oh, I just did the survey with this. This friend told me about the survey. Would you be interested in doing it? Sure. And we sort of did it. Like maybe a little bit more time setting it up and explaining why I'm doing the survey probably would have made it go better. Would have made it go better, I think. I found a really cool way to use the survey. So at work, I've got a trainee. She's 16, and in between serving customers, I get her to fill out the survey, and then in between serving customers, we talk about her answers in the survey. Oh, cool! And and so she's motivated because <laughs> she's being paid to be there, and it's in between work, and it just works, and she loved it. Yeah. Mm. And normally when would you have a 16 year old interested in that? You know, so yeah, mm. that's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, to really answer the question, I have never used the server yet, but I'm definitely going to. I like it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's not for everybody. And it's definitely not required to do SE. And ideally, we don't need to have anything to do SE, we can do SE, you know, as a in the backseat of a car, we can do it without anything. You just need the curiosity to do it. Uh, I just find that if we want to do a deep dive and somebody's got an hour to burn, this is a great way to figure out uh, where we are so different or where we may be similar. It's, it's just a really unique tool to help us uh, get going on the actual epistemology of our thinking. Yeah, um, In independent of a claim that might cause defensiveness, like you're just talking about right. ideas, not even specific claims that tend to get people defensive. That's what I like about the right. survey. You know, you can obliquely talk about these things without a topic. And that's probably the thing that drew me to it the most was just how it didn't necessarily have a topic. All right. I'm going to skip forward to when you start talking about 24. Okay. Here we go. So 24, it is possible that some of my beliefs are not true. Yeah. And you, you marked the way I would mark, <clears throat> strongly agree. Um, I feel like to like unravel that entire, I mean, even that statement alone, it's like that one, that one statement. Yeah. Right? Like, what do you mean by true? You know, it's like, right. 
Well, that's what this one's about, what it means to be mistaken. And is that right. even possible? If right. our beliefs are what we perceive, would it ever be possible to be mistaken? Yeah, I think it's a lot of it is some sort of surface level belief that it can be mistaken. It's not. There's, I think humans have this way of categorizing things as like good or bad or true or mistaken, valid or not. Mm -hmm. And we are trying to conceptualize what is correct, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I, when I say, yeah, you can be mistaken, I kind of think of it as like you can change that belief that you used to think was true. Yes. New information sounds mm -hmm. like can come to light. Yeah. You can change yeah. your minds. Yeah. So let's do a little thought experiment mm -hmm. um, about both number one and number 24. Uh, I have a box of candies here. Would you say, or yeah, would you say the number of candies in this box is either an even or an odd number before anyone counts them or knows the number? No. <laughs> Unless they can guess. It depends on like what do you mean by like someone before someone knows it. Because it's like maybe someone has the diameter or something. Yeah, sort let's of say all we have is one angle. Let's say we can only see the front or yeah. something. Okay, like a two dimensional. Yeah, sure. Well, three dimensional. It's more like are we discovering what's true by counting them? Or are we manifesting what's true by counting them? Or some other answer? What's happening? Is there a number in here before we count them? Or is there not a number? I, I, right. I'm not sure I understand why you say before you count them. I feel like it, the, the question would be stronger if you just asked, is there a number? Is it an even or an odd number, period? Yeah, because maybe before, before you count it off. Just confuses, yeah, a little bit. I wonder yes. what she would have answered that. And I would I, have I, guessed that she would say, yeah, it's either even or odd. Yeah, go ahead, Pierce. Um, I don't know if I'm a big fan of like giving almost like multiple choices with the question, you know, and just sort of just like leaving it open-ended. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you got to be careful with like binary yes, no questions or um, limited choice of questions or you know, limited choice of responses when you ask your question, because then the person may feel that you're limiting them to just those choices that you've offered. So a, a good tip would be to say, after you've given your question with your options, you can say, or something else that you think might be the case. And then you've opened it up. So now you're not limiting them just to the choices that you've offered. Yeah, good point. What, how would a, you would have worded that better then? Would have just been, is there some number in here, uh, even if no one knows the number? Yeah, I think is that I would a better have just, way to ask it? I think I would have left it at that, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's probably a better way to ask it. I see Reed thinking. Yeah, I get, I like to get like very, you know, maybe pedantic or just super clear. Like if, is it the case that if we paired up all the objects in this box, they would all either be paired together or one would be left over? Right. Yeah, you like and, that one. Yeah. That's a yeah. good one. And if you know, if someone if someone thought they would all be paired up, and if someone else thought 
one would be left over. Could they both be right at the same time or is someone mistaken? And is this an example of some, something where someone could be mistaken about a belief about reality? Maybe that way. Hmm. That hmm. definitely helps you avoid the even odd. Well, these are just labels that humans have come up to identify the total, right? The two different <laughs> right, types right. of pieces. Like Reed's yeah. option of laying them out. Everyone can, whether you call them even or odd or whatever, you can, you should be able to acknowledge Reed's example clearly. And if you still push yeah. back on, how would some, that might be a good question. How might somebody who thinks in relativism, 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 relativistic terms, I swear I'm sober. <laughs> how Too would late. somebody, how would somebody who thinks in relativistic terms address, like, do you think that they would still push back on the way that Reed has laid it out, laid it out? Or do you think that they would go along with it? I wonder if they would still push yeah. back on it. Who knows? Yeah, that's interesting. We have to try if, it. Um, if we if we laid them out and they all paired up, and then someone else came into the room and they said, and we counted them and they all paired up, and then we put them back in the box, and someone else came in the room and they said, "Oh, if you counted them, then there would be one excess," and we counted them, would there be one excess? Mm, one excess is good because I was just thinking I could pair them up by threes. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Ooh, right. now what do we yeah. do? The, tri the trickery <laughs> begins. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's no. There's no number? Yeah, unless we have conceptualized it as a certain number that mm. makes our mind understand how much, what, whatever knowledge we wanted, want, we wanted it from this, which is the number. Okay. If your mind were to change about this, how would it affect your life, do you think? Would it change your beliefs if you thought about this differently? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a belief, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like belief is also on a spectrum, like how much of it actually you choose and some a lot of it is subconscious a lot of it is unconscious only a very small percent, percentage of it is like conscious to choose what is more or less controlling like choosing your life and i guess a belief like that is like to me is like okay i'm i'm good so let's ask a broader question before there was anything alive was there anything true or was there nothing true? That's so deep. <laughs> no, true is just a perception. Truth, truth is a perception. Yeah, it's just like whatever we believe is true. So in that case, I think what I believe in is if those people or those living, not people, living things, beings have some sort of level of consciousness awareness that things are true then it is true to them true to them if it's true to them does that mean they can't be wrong yeah true to them is a triggering <laughs> phrase is for it, me yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite question and response 
This is why question number 24 on the survey is my favorite question. I think that. Hmm. I think so too. I'm, yeah. Now I'm the thinking Socrates about like concept statement. of time. Like it's true to them right now, but then they can only be wrong if time has passed and they have decided that it was wrong. Oh, so people are always right if they are confident. Is that what you're saying? No. Once they change their mind, then it's no longer true because they changed their mind. But before they change their mind, it's true to the, them. The belief at that. So once they change their mind mm -hmm. and that time has passed and now their mind has changed, then in that moment, that belief is not held anymore. And to them at that moment, that feels false. But then I guess it was true at the time. Mm. If someone's mistaken and they're both highly confident in an idea which isn't true, is that possible? <laughs> I was kind of stumbling over my question because I was thinking about a lot. I fix it in is a second. Is it possible though. for anyone to be highly confident in an idea that's false? Great question. Yeah, I know. This might have been a good um, opportunity to no. tie back in question 24 because question 24, she's highly agree, I think, from memory, that some of right. her beliefs may be untrue. So if some of your beliefs are untrue, does that mean that you're not aware of some of the beliefs you're not true, that are untrue? And right. if you're unaware of your untrue beliefs, how can you be so confident about this belief? How, and I do get to that question in a bit. Uh, uh, and I think yeah. I want to start uh, getting to that question even earlier. Yeah. Um, if it's possible that some of our beliefs aren't true, are we aware of them or are we not aware of them? That's a, a great way to kind of like uh, put highlight the this concept that we could be mistaken and not know it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, there's okay. a there's a contradiction there between the way she's answered twenty four and this relativistic view. Mm. Uh, I just want to note that my understanding of what she's saying here is that she's equating something being true with someone believing it. So if I believe yes. in it, it's just by definition the same as it being true to me. So if we take it by definition, uh, it's just about words. So I just try to pay attention to it. She's not saying it's true that I believe it, is she? I think she's saying that no one can be mistaken because it's tr it, it whatever you believe right now is true for you. You can change right. it, and it, even even if, if you change it in a second, second second, you will have another truth, and it doesn't mean you were mistaken a second ago. Oh. At, at least that's what what I get yeah. from what she's saying. It's, it's a semantic tautology. <clears throat> it's like a universal yeah. statement that she's defining herself to be correct. So it's, it's not really epistemology, it's more ontology. It's like you can define, that happens a lot. Like people define themselves to be correct. A lot of the argue, a lot of the claims on Discord that you see are just definitional claims. They go around in circles. Mm -hmm. I was thinking kind of the same thing. And I think later in the video, there's even a better example of this. So hopefully we'll see yeah. that. Cool. That's just an oxymoron. It's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. She said oxymoron. Validity. Yeah. Like, truth is what is true to them. And if it's false to them, then 
That's the truth is what's true to them. Yeah. Mm. Let's say there's a situation in which two people disagree. Yeah. One person thinks that they're correct. Let's say they say that the number in here is odd, and some other group thinks that the number in this box is even. Is one of them wrong? No. I guess they're both not. right? Yeah. About the number in here? Is the number more than one number? Ooh. Or is there like one that, number? The thing is, you're hitting, you're hitting her with a right there. Yeah, yeah you're I hitting her with question after questions. question after yeah. question. Like she was already, you got, yeah, she was thinking. So, like, yeah. piling more right. questions on doesn't add to it. But I understand the, right, I, I, I totally understand the uh, the feeling to want to do that. I think I'll, I'm already, uh, if we're 15 minutes in, and I'm beginning to sense that I'm getting frustrated already. And I think it's because, first of all, it's like 93 degrees right now where I'm at. And I've been in, in the beating hot sun all day. And I was up all night, like hanging out with people and dancing and schmoozing around and stuff. So I'm like, I'm trying to be patient. And at the same time, we're stuck on number one, you know, and 24. <laughs> so uh, I feel myself getting frustrated. Maybe in the future, I should slow down and l listen to my breathing. <laughs> You know, this, this might be a good example to point to because prior to this, we, we, you somebody suggested this video. It may have even been me. I don't remember. And I was like, oh, is this a video that we're reviewing? Because they basically just they're stuck on the same thing the whole time. Is this going to make for a good review video? But maybe this is the learning lesson that sometimes you hit these roadblocks and it really doesn't make sense to move beyond it until you address it. And sometimes it's going to be an hour long talk before you get past this idea of subjective truth or mm -hmm. this, the, the meaning of the word that they're using or some other roadblock that just, you have to address it before you move on to claims, reasons, and methods. And that's why I thought this video was so important because it, um, we can't talk about what she believes and how to question it. Uh, if we don't understand the truth in the same way yet exactly yeah exactly and i think you got such good like rapport skills that um you're able to manage it well so you can stay on it without frustrating her too much where she's going to walk away you know so i think you do yeah. a great job on it like i've I, i've tried this and been stuck in the same situation and been frustrated and i've uh, kept you know on it and i don't think that i have um the same rapport building skills as you like you, yeah i really like the way you even though it's not perfect it's much better than the way i could handle it so i don't think you'll see that i'll spend the, this capital here i'll spend that rapport capital near the end <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even, i didn't even detect that you questions. were getting frustrated honestly until yeah. you pointed it out just now and i've watched mm -hmm. this and listened to it yeah. a couple times yeah. I, I've noticed that I uh, will, when I'm frustrated, I I tend to do what you just pointed out, which is I'll ask one great question, which is just like good on its own. And then I'll follow up with more questions to kind of like drill deeper. Uh, and in the process of drilling deeper, I actually do myself a disservice because um, I'm undoing the progress we could be making with the one question. Um, it's hard to tell when to do that. All right. I I feel like if the opinion to them is so strongly, like they're so strongly attached to that opinion, then it's true to them, and that's their reality, and that's their perception of what is true, and therefore that is true. 
Um, on number two, number two says, we all share the same reality and only interpret it differently. Uh, if the candies, yeah. well, let's make it a question. Are the candies in the reality that you and I share? Are the candies in the reality? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. Can the number be different for you than they are for me? Even because they're out. If they're outside, if they exist outside of my mind and outside of your mind, yeah. Is there some objective number of candies in the box? Hmm. What do you mean by objective number? Like just a fact of the matter number? Yeah. Even before anyone counts them. I love that she yeah. asked for clarification on what you meant. Because a lot of people don't know what objective means and subjective. I had no idea until I was mm -hmm. in my 40s and I started caring about this stuff and starting to explore it, honestly. Yeah. Right. Awesome. I actually listened to Being Reasonable podcast on my way to this festival. And um, he had asked a, that question. Like uh, He used the word objective in a question like that. Uh, and normally I avoided questions like that because unless the conversation partner uses that word, um, I'm not sure how neutral that is. Mm -hmm. um, right. At the same time, I just feel like it's such a good question. It really leaps a lot of discussion. Uh, you, can, yeah. you can fast forward a lot if you if you we bring up that word and try to address any kind of understanding for it. Right. Even if they think they know what the word is, they don't know that that's how you're using it. So mm -hmm. while we are encouraged as SEers to ask for meanings of words, we should probably be more, uh, uh, I guess, uh, incentivizing them to do the same to us, right? If I say something that you don't know what the word is, please tell me right away so mm -hmm. I can define it as I see it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I. Yeah, I know, but that might contradict with my number two. Mm. Well, you agree. I also agree. I mean, I wonder how we could challenge this. No, we both agree, it seems. With the survey. Ooh. Yeah. Is this an issue of like saying you agree? You're, you, at the beginning, you said you didn't want to, you, if you did it right. You wouldn't know where you were on the survey, but you're all like, you're sharing right. all the time about it. And I think that's the case if we're talking about a specific claim, though. When we're when I'm so, and maybe this isn't the right way to do it, though. I I've in all the literature for SE, it's like agree whenever possible. Do you, is that something that you do? Agree like, when you, you agree. Agree, agree, agree if when you agree. agree. Yeah, right? you don't agree just for the sake of agreeing, just to get along right. and build rapport. Well, yeah, obviously, right. If yeah. I agree. Okay, though, if you and agree, they agree. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you not do that, Reid? No, I really, even, yeah. even if I do agree, I rarely mention that. Oh, that, that's mind-blowing to me. Because there's like a part in How to Have Impossible Conversations, I think, that's uh, like use small encouragers, like yeah and uh-huh, like to, to encourage people. I don't know if that's mm. necessarily about agreement uh, for things. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's not about agreement for me. It's just, not about a, agreement. just, it's just yeah. like a, a little thing to fill the gaps in 
a little bit of rapport there building. Yeah. I'd say it's nice to commend our interlocutors uh, when, when they reflect on their beliefs or engage in critical thinking or being open. And then we can agree that we all with, that we both like it being open or critically think about such stuff or just reflect on our beliefs that that's Mm -hmm. great to agree with, I think, but specifics, not necessarily. Yeah. If, if someone asks me what my opinion is, I'll tell them, I'll tell them if they really want, want to know, but I prefer to leave it to the end because I don't want to share with them whether I agree with them as much as I don't want to share with them if I disagree with them, because the bias can work both ways. If I agree with them, then they won't critically reflect on whether and challenge their own ideas. If I disagree with them, it can create defensiveness. So it can work both ways. So I prefer to try to be as neutral as possible. So you don't do either. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah. but when Maybe I say, that's something I, I need say, to work on then. When I say I don't do either, I mean in theory. <laughs> Practice sometimes it in comes theory. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. With regards to the survey, I think you almost have to kind of give your opinion a little bit. I don't know. Like, I feel like there are times that I've used it. I think it's almost unavoidable. Yeah. And with know. the online version, you see your answers. So right. that's right. a thing as well. These little grunts and things, though, that we tend to do in conversation, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in Module 7, building and maintaining rapport that we've already written and people are beta testing and so forth, I think we talk about little verbal acknowledgments that are neutral, like, ah, hmm, ah, those types of things could be good. But yeah, yeah. Are you encouraging them or are you acknowledging them? Now the line is blurred. Is. Yeah. Use minimal encouragers. Yeah. So try to keep yeah. them. I wouldn't even recommend yeah, because that could be seen as yeah, I agree with you. Oh. So I would go with ah, hmm, hmm. <laughs> that type of stuff is. Yeah. I use useful. gotcha. Yeah. I use gotcha a lot, but that's more like, okay, I understand here. Oh, you're yeah. Saying. I do say gotcha. Yeah. That, that's yeah. just shorthand for gotcha. I understand, understand what you say. You're, I totally understand yeah. what you're saying. Yep. That's what I mean by gotcha. Yeah. 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 So that's okay. Yeah. I will give my opinion again later on, even more, <laughs> even more okay. like loudly. You can do it okay. just then. So we'll, we'll readdress it once again. With, with the survey, like I try to keep this, I, the, I apply the same rule to the survey when I'm doing the survey with a group of people. I try to keep my opinion out of it, but it can be hard. Like if I get every, every time, every time I've done it so far, I've only done it like I don't know, six, seven times with groups. But there's always someone who's got a relativist approach, right? So, and oh, yeah. every time that pops up, even though I try to leave my bias out of it, I know you can hear it in my voice because then you know you, you, they start doing you start doing the Ferrari test or something like that, and they go, ah, oh, it doesn't really mean anything to me, so I wouldn't have a belief, you know. And then so I turn it into a alone type situation. Well, you know, the background evidence. If I was to give you. A, if you give me $400, I'm taking a minimalist approach and I'm giving away all my property. You can have my car tomorrow. Would you give me the $400? You know? And then they might go, yeah, I know you. You're, you're a trustworthy guy. Okay. If it was a stranger, would you do It's my tone of voice that comes across <laughs> that, that reveals my opinion, you know? So it can be hard. Yeah. Certainly. No, so I'm just curious if you agree to number two, that we all share the same reality and only interpret it differently. I'm, I guess I'm wondering, are you and I in separate realities? Like, if the number is one number for you and a different number for me. Yeah, that's what a reality is, I think. Perception. So there's perception, 
How about this? If we change this word reality yeah. to universe, oh, yeah, yeah. so we all share the same universe and only interpret it differently. Or if you want, we could yeah. say we all share the same planet Earth, the same world, and only interpret it differently. Is the world the same world for both you and I, though we may interpret it differently? Is that how you see things? I love how you're giving this a lot of thought. Thank you so much. You can take a look at it. It's interesting because I feel like when we say we all share the same reality, that's kind of like a belief that we are all in the same planet or world or that is yeah. what we... Are we in different worlds? Or are we on the same planet together? Yeah, and that's like an interpretation, right? It's like an interpretation that we are in the same world if that's what we believe that we're in the same world or if we're not, then that's an interpretation of that reality. Mm. So just want to check in on time. My okay. timer did run out. Okay. I can go at this all day long, <laughs> but I need you to stop me. Yes, I will I'll go another one. Another one? Yeah. Which one was of most interest to you? I've never asked that with a survey before. I just felt right in the moment to ask her which one to talk about. 18 was a pretty good one. That one's really interesting to me. Yeah, that so I want to go where you want to go. So I definitely want to go somewhere where I'm not like. Hmm. Actually, she, it's interesting like. how she left it blank. And the reason why is how can you answer it if the truth is relative? Like, what is reality? Do we have a conceptualization of reality really yet? The most important criteria Gosh. for my beliefs is that they match reality. Well, if reality is whatever I perceive, then. Are all my beliefs always matching because they're one and the same? Oh, I, I want to hear about what you It's think hard to answer. Number six? Yeah. Yeah, and how do you reconcile that with question 24? Does she strongly agree? Yeah, she strongly agrees to 24. Yep. One. Yeah. Number six? Yeah. Number Strong six. belief, even without action, can change external reality. Right. So that one, you want to hear what I have to th think about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have a specific question in mind? No. Okay. Um, number six is probably the one where I, ha I see the widest variety of answers. More so probably than any other on the entire survey. Strong belief, even without action, can change external reality. And it depends on how we're interpreting that statement would depend on how I would answer it. Um, I happen to also agree to number two. And if I strongly believe that the number is odd, my belief about them being odd, in my view, doesn't have any impact on the actual number. The number is the number is the number to me. And the only way I can know is if I pour them out and count them and then hand them to you so you can check me and make sure I'm not mistaken. 
And that's how we can be highly confident. And even then, there might be a little room for doubt as to whether or not we truly counted them correctly. And I suppose that I don't think that my beliefs that was beautiful by themselves. Oh, thank you. I always feel a little nervous whenever I'm explaining anything. But I was trying to answer the question, so change reality like telekinesis or or magic or anything like that though i think our beliefs are extremely consequential and there's no way in my view to hold a belief and have it not affect the external world in some way whether we're cog- con- uh, conscious of it or not can i interrupt you for a second sure what is what how would you define external world? What the world that existed world right before now? I was born and will continue to exist after I'm dead. She's doing essay on you now. She's doing essay on me. It's great. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. Like, I try to recall what reality, what my subjective reality was before I was born. Um, and I think that there were plenty of things that were true before I was born. And um, I don't really have a way to really test for that, except for to investigate other people that came before me who asked the same question. But isn't it only because you said... She's getting me to think it out now. Because <laughs> I didn't really explain it super well, but I'm about, about to do better. Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Uh, right. Um, that's a really excellent question. And I respect that question a great deal. Um, I love the way you do that. I think I can that's find, really cool. like, uh, say, oh, I respect, I respect that, that question. question. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, very humble, great rapport building. It's it's really nice to see. There's more of those uh, minimal encouragers. Yeah. If you want to gain the respect of somebody doing SE, ask them, how do they know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great deal. Um, I think I can find ways to investigate other people who are in the same situation as, as me, who report also not having access to history. And those people are within a Venn diagram of other people that came before them who are within a Venn diagram of other people that came before them. Yeah. So would you say in that case that... Venn diagram. Does the people know what Venn diagrams are? Yeah, Anthony. Anthony pointed out that maybe people don't know what Venn diagram is. I don't know. I think people know what Venn diagram is usually if they've looked into a textbook. No, you don't think so? That's a re- that's a really cool graphic. But I would prefer it to be bigger on the screen and actually put the information in there to illustrate what the Venn diagram is. Right. Well, that was a, uh, an animation taken from uh, Daniel Ray's interview, which, by the way, if you haven't seen Daniel Ray's interview, well, there's three of them. You should watch all of them. They're all I spent a lot of time animating them. And people are way more interested in this than they were in my Daniel Ray interview uh, by a mile. I think I got like a thousand views in like two weeks. It was like my, my fastest growing one to date. Um, awesome. So I just I just took the animation and pasted it in there. That's why it's all small like that. Agrees. Yeah, I disagree to that. <laughs> I don't think anyone. Is that who... what you're saying? Like you're saying, okay. Um, you know that something is true before you were born. 
But you oh, I see what so. you're saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So my reason for thinking that they're... Uh, so my reason for thinking things were true before I was born uh, has a lot to do with what I've learned about the nature of reality and how old reality is. There's things like carbon dating. Um, there's things like um, in, a, in astronomy, we can point our telescopes at the stars and we can see light that's billions of years old. We're quite literally looking into the past. So to me, that is physical evidence of the universe being older than me. So to me, I don't really need other people's opinions. That's just probably the one that's easiest to go to is the fact that we're all stuck in the same predicament of not really knowing what it, what it was that came before us, yet we are aware that there was something that did come before us. Right. And the best evidence is probably light from other stars. Um, though there's lots of other things like the age of the earth, mm -hmm. the age of the moon, the age of the solar system, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, while my confidence can shift depending on yeah. the quality of the evidence, I think mm -hmm. that is fairly decent evidence to uh, conclude that um, there were things that were true billions of years ago before I was even around. And the number in this box is a number, even if I don't count them. And my counting them is discovering what's true rather than making them true by know, by, by perceiving it. And that's how I'm seeing things. But that's a really good question. I respect that question a great deal. I felt like I might have over-explained a little bit. Um, so I just thanked them for the question to kind of like make maybe a, feel better maybe, about maybe it. a maybe a tad maybe a tad but you said you knew things were true you're asking a lot of her and it's almost expected to give something back but you don't so want to give too much back because then you're proselytizing or evangelizing yeah. maybe for for objective truth I guess right right <laughs> what yeah. are we yeah what's happening here so I wouldn't be able, if I was never born, yeah. I would not be able to judge one way or right, the other. Right, right. But does that make those things not true? Well, here's the thing. How many people have never been born and will never be born? <laughs> like, right. if, if, there, if <laughs> that <laughs> question even makes sense, that's like an outsider test for your question. So it's like, if there are people that have never been born, well, let's put it like this. Somebody, let's say somebody's born tomorrow. Are things only true after that person's born? Right. Yeah. That's. My, I mean, that's my question to you. Right, and I would say yes. There are things that are true before that person's born, uh -huh. and that person may not be able to know it. Yeah. And because they're stuck in that predicament, mm -hmm. I can look at myself. And recognize that I am no different than the new ba newborn baby born tomorrow, and that I am uh, stuck in this one place in time. And there were times before me, and I think it's safe to assume that, based off of everyone else being stuck in the same predicament. And it has very little to do with number five. Number five is good, though. Uh, I feel um, like something it does have to do with that. Now she's using the survey. <laughs> well, the evidence 
the stars is like my main go-to because that's physical evidence I can see in this time of a time a billion years ago. And it's just recognizing other people are in the same, stuck in the same situation. And that's, I use that as a reference point to look at the question you asked, which is like, how can I know anything was true before I was born? And I just think of all the people who are born tomorrow and how they're asking the same question to themselves, right? And I'm no different. I just happen to be one step further in the past than them. And I can imagine that continuing to my great-grandfather and great-great-great-grandfather or grandmother, whatever. Those are really good questions. This can be... Isn't it that what you... That belief that things were true before you were born, only true to your reality right now, but then once before this birth Mm. or after death. Depends on how you're conceptualizing the truth. Um, I see here that you've marked slightly agree to number one. What do you think the truth means? What is the truth? Not how do we get to the truth, but what is it? Yeah, yeah, it's whatever is. It's whatever is? Like the number? Is that like the number? What do you mean? Is that like the number? Like, is the truth whatever the number of candies happens to be in this box? No, that's just our way of understanding what the truth is. Yeah, like it's it's kind of our means to get this truth. Like it's like it's in some ways it's like consciousness is what births the idea of this truth. Consciousness births truth. So what would your question be right now? I would ask her, are are you describing awareness? Are you talking about being aware of a concept is what makes it true? Or like when you say consciousness, what do you mean by it? That you're aware of it? Mm -hmm. That's what I, I would ask for clarification on it. Yeah. Let's go back to 24 really quick. You strongly agree. It is possible that some of my beliefs are not true. Let me ask you this. If you strongly agree that it's possible that some of your beliefs are not true, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, Yeah. from here on out, it's my favorite part. I think of that in, in space-time. Like, I think about, about that, like, it could be true now and it could be true tomorrow, but it doesn't have to be true in three days or whatever. And whatever is true, whatever my belief that is true to me. So this is about not true. Was that a 24 is about not true? Yeah, so it is possible that, right. What does that mean? <laughs> Interrupted. <laughs> Interrupted. <laughs> Maybe a bit. Maybe a bit. 
24 is about not true. Yeah, so it is possible that, right. What does that mean? Uh, so, in, in other words, right. and th- this is just a way of looking at what the truth is by yeah. focusing on what it isn't. So, like, right. I guess, because I also strongly agree. If anything, I think the most true thing on there is 24. Mm-hmm. That's where I give my opinion, again, without being asked. Well, that my beliefs, yeah. some of them, yeah. are not true. And I guess so I feel like that one's okay. Yeah. You gotta cut me some slack for the Socrates thing. Like I could be wrong. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think twenty four is the the way to go. Um, I don't know if this would work, but I'm thinking um if it's if she strongly agree to this, then there are some assumptions in her beliefs, right? And those assumptions could fail, so she shouldn't be hundred percent certain. So would she agree or she disagree on the idea that a belief that has fewer assumptions is more reliable than a belief with more assumptions? I would go down that path. Because if you can go down that path, you can bring someone to falsifiability, like a singular observation to falsify, you know, a universal statement with many assumptions. That's interesting. Um, How do we get there, though, if, like, because I'm hearing you say use the word reliable, mm. though, can we even get to reliable yet if there's no way to be wrong about anything? Wouldn't that make everything reliable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because anything if, that you think is what's true, right? Yeah, but she said strongly agree to 24, which means that there must be some beliefs that are untrue. Right. And we we holding, explore that in a bit here, yeah, and yeah. it reveals itself to not really be the be way anything. she's thinking about 24. Okay. Yeah, okay. she's thinking about it in terms of space-time, which we'll get into in a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are not true. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, I'm not aware of my false beliefs. Are you aware of the beliefs you have that are false? No. Then in that case, it's not a freaking belief, you know? Right. Like, if you knew they were false, you probably <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be confident yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's possible to be confident in something, I'm hearing you say, and believe that it's true and be wrong about that. They're making fun of me. Sorry. I, I say yeah, 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 yeah a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, repeat what you just said. Right. Um, it's possible. <laughs> Has she got a bunch of friends watching? That was so great. She does. She's got some friends. There's like three of them sitting on a cooler, like drinking beers, and they're like, they, they just are say, they, yeah, 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 in the background. Are they listening closely to what she's saying? Is she self conscious? Oh, no. No? Okay. They're like 30 feet away. Uh, That's good. Close enough anything. to intervene yeah. if there's a problem, but far away to not hear what she's saying. Right. You know, I was right. wondering, it might be interesting to ask her how she defines the word belief. Because she's equating, right. Tr- you've de- right? Give me a definition of truth, but can I also get a definition of belief? And then if mm-hmm. the be- if the definitions are similar, the same, but they're probably not, and then that might be what you need to kind really? of. I think that they would be the same. I don't think because uh, earlier she said ox- I, I, she said it's an oxymoron to be mistaken or something. She said she said something like that earlier. I think I don't know. I would be really curious to hear what her definition of a belief is. When you say, right. I have a belief, what exactly are you saying? Maybe I should just throw that in overall, like before I even do a survey interview. Uh, like, what is a belief? And then go into what yeah. is truth after that. Um, that might be helpful for future talks. And when, when people define themselves to be correct like this, 
um, one other thing I struggle with, like, is explaining the idea of circular fallacy. Like, it's a circular argument. And that's hard for people to get their heads around sometimes. You know, so what, this what is you uh, circular fallacies. So, you know, you're relying on, on the claim, on the conclusion embedded in your premise to demonstrate right. the conclusion. Mm. And that's hard for people to wrap their heads around sometimes. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to draw it out. So you yeah. think this is true or mm. because you think this is true, this is true. Yeah. And because this is true, you think that's true. Is that what I'm yeah. hearing? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people say, well, yeah, I'm being consistent. Like it's really structured and tight and works, right? Yeah. They don't see yeah. the liability with it. Yeah. How do we illustrate the liability of circular reasoning? I think we it would be nice to have a something akin to the truth test, perhaps to to call attention to the circular reasoning, because there is a lot of circular reasoning yeah, right. in these mm. discussions. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, it, it's all about words, right? So the the. The, only, the, the main problem is with how we define words, how we use them. So it's not like she doesn't believe anything. She, she goes about her life somehow, right? She goes to the store, she does all the stuff that we, that we do. Uh, so the difficulty is not how she behaves or how she, how she lives, but how, she, how we define words and how we use them. So uh, maybe I'll say something that you will disagree with, but I actually believe that when such a problem arises, uh, like defining words truth and belief, reality, universe, knowledge, those are difficult words to define. So when you're trying to discuss them even deeper and to define them, you're going more into uh, academic philosophy or whatever. And what I'd like to see more is to just discuss how how our interlocutor reasons about the world, about ordinary stuff. So I would just uh, try to phrase the same questions, explicitly avoiding all those words, mm. not asking the definitions of belief, truth, nothing like that. Just mm. simple questions like, for example, uh, if someone uh, if someone believes ordinary objects fall don't don't fall down uh, when when there's nothing between them and the ground, would would they not fall? Do you think so? Do you expect them to fall? So you can use other words like expectations, predictions, mm. or you can say if 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 I don't if I wouldn't believe you're sitting in front of me right now, right here, uh, does it mean you're not there, or does it mean you're not there for me? What what does it mean to you? Like, so yeah, Ooh, that's a good one because there's another subject in there, mm -hmm. and yeah. with relativism, I feel like there's like a certain kind of way to I, I feel like what's going on there was a comment on this video it was a really good comment something about um uh somebody believed that other people believe in relativism in this way as a means to kind of like avoid conflict yeah let's see here yeah right. i actually agree with it, it. Mm. Let me see here. I think relativistic thinking is a strategy that people use to deny the existence of conflict. All views are valid and true to those who believe them. Seems to be, uh, to me, relevant to, uh, can we all just stop fighting, please? <laughs> and since the denial serves this emotional regulation function, we're taking away a safety blanket by questioning it. So in the process of questioning epistemic relativism, it's probably important to also share some more constructive strategies for dealing with conflict, ease and 
to ease the cognitive uh, restructuring. <laughs> Thought that was a great comment. Yeah, this relates to me to this principle. All sincere persons' beliefs have equal claims to respect, and respect is the keyword there. The you know relation to conflict and conflict management. So yeah, I think this is spot on. And I run into this all the time um, when it comes to uh, doing SE at festivals. People are quick to say that they tolerate all sorts of beliefs. Um, and I'm trying to figure out whether or not we just accept ev every belief we hear or and while we tolerate it and how that's separate. Um, yeah, I always struggle in this department, trying to find new ways to address it, new thought experiments all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, and correct me if this is not possible, to be confident in something to a high degree and be mistaken. And for that thing to actually be not the case. It, in that moment that you say that about that belief, that your confidence is you know, really high, in that moment to you, it's true. In that moment, I believe that it's true. And my question is, can I be wrong? In that moment, no. But then the, all these moments are fleeting. Right now, so to anyone who believes, and this, so this is me repeating what I'm hearing, and you correct mm -hmm. me if I misunderstand you. Mm -hmm. To anyone who's highly confident, they're right. If they believe it. Everyone who believes their beliefs is correct. That's what I'm hearing you say. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So if, and she if looks hesitant, earlier, like she said, yes, it looked like the look on her face to, from my perspective is almost like she's saying yes, simply to maintain consistency yeah. and not really, not really because she really thinks that. And I wish I had slowed down a little bit right here. But I'm a little excited right now because I, I rarely get a no to that. Like, you can't. Mm. Uh, so. She kind of bit the yeah. inside of her lip, too, I think, as she said it, if you notice. I did notice that. That's that's the look on her face I was thinking about. What was the question again that I asked? Let's go back. Okay. Believes their person. beliefs is correct. That's what I'm hearing you say. Is that yeah. right? They Everything believe everyone in. believes is correct. Yeah. They're right if they believe it everyone who believes their beliefs is correct that's what i'm hearing you say is that right yeah okay so if and and i heard you say earlier that um if we were aware that our beliefs were false yeah then we uh would no longer believe them yeah so i'm assuming i'm hearing you say no matter what anyone thinks if they think it it's true yeah Okay, so my mm. timer ran up again. Okay, okay, let's do a little, a little bit, bit more. more. A little okay, bit good, more. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, she's engaged. Uh, this can go. I, I wanted to check in before I ask um, some harder questions with more sass. <laughs> my true opinion is no. Is it? Is your opinion true? My yeah, my tr this is my reality of what I understand. And are we sharing the same reality or the same planet? 
Are you and I on the same planet? <laughs> this one. Okay. Yeah. I believe that. Can the Earth be both flat and some other shape at the same time, like flat or round? Or yeah, to certain people. That's right. Yeah, it depends. It depends on your belief and your reality. Depends on. I, I so I guess what I'm trying to say is like I don't think there's there is an external reality. External reality is reality. Like it's same as the internal reality. It's like how can you? Because what you just asked was, can the Earth be flat, both flat and round? Yeah. And I say yes because it can be flat to Susan, and that is true to them. So yes, it can. And then it's round to perhaps you, and that is. And so that we're, is what it we're is. both right, and we're both wrong in yeah. each other's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so would you say why bother looking for the answer? Just look to see which one's correct. I should have just stopped right there. I should have just stopped right there. That's that a good, good question right there. That was good. That's a really and good I didn't question. need to ask yeah. another one. I'm about to ask like more. I'm gonna, this is like something. This is great that we're doing this review because it helps me figure out, you know, because I can sit here and edit the thing and I can learn things from the edit, but it's a different thing to watch it with you guys so I can tell. Oh, yeah. Like I'm doubling down on additional questions here and I'm probably undoing progress that I'm that I've made. Uh, so right there was a good enough question. I should have just left it there. I'm about to follow up with. Uh, it's a great question. I, I was just thinking in my mind, like um, which approach has more optimal results in life, and uh, going down that path. And then you ask that question, and I was like, oh, okay, we think alike. Yes, yes, indeed, we do. <laughs> I'm wondering what would have happened if you would have like used the word like factually true, what she would have factually responded true. with. Yeah, I don't know if it would have yeah. made a difference, but I'm curious. Right, I like, this I like slipping that in wondering if uh I, I, that's another great question to, to go along with what is a belief like what is a fact are there, are there facts <laughs> if relativism go ahead i think it's cool we're, we're seeing patterns or um similar themes that come up across videos and uh that exchange right there reminded me at the tail end of my discussion with dilia where mm. she was the Catholic, she she was. Uh, are, do you want to be the person who sings the songs or ask the questions? Remember that conversation. But at the end of it, she was right. saying, basically, the gist of it ended with me wondering, why would somebody like to question things if they don't want to know the truth? Because she said she's a questioner, but also right. she didn't want to know the truth. So there's an incompatibility there, and I think that came up here in this exchange too. Right. Why bother questioning if, yeah, right, yeah, just right. kicking up dirt just to kick up dirt? <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you engaged in the pursuit of asking questions if it doesn't matter what answer you get back? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I wish I had asked instead at this moment. Maybe, maybe you can tell me if this is a better question or not. Um, like, I could have asked, like, what, are, what is school for? Like when people go to school, mm. are they just, are they learning stuff or are we just passing down information that's one relativistic yeah. idea to another? Yeah. And if that's the case, should we just all drop out? Like, does it not matter? <laughs> mm. And what, yeah. would be, what would be the consequences of that? 
yeah, here's that clip. get her to talk about the consequences yeah. of that. If we all dropped out of school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you found it? Feels like. Do you want to be a questioner or do you want to be a person who sings the songs? Um, I kind of like, I mean, it's comforting to be the person who sings the songs. Mm. Kids in the background. Yeah. Just, you got oh. here. I'm, being, I'm being a dad here. Uh, kids, kids, uh, keep it down. <laughs> keep it down. We're doing an interview here. But it, okay. It's really at the end of the interview, though, where um, I'm sort of reflecting on the discovery where, yeah, it's at the very end as I'm sort of doing the debrief because somebody yeah. in the discord was wondering, well, why is she asking questions if she doesn't want, yeah. want to know the truth? And I was like, that's a great question. Okay, all right. Yeah. All throughout yeah, that conversation. I'm just thinking for, yeah, I think it just one died. Thing for Doug. It's not one worth playing. I don't think it's worth playing there. Read. I was just thinking one thing for Doug, one of the consequences of everyone dropping out of school is no one would know anything about Venn diagrams, would they? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Reed. That was great. You were you got that quick. Yeah. My timestamps probably helped. Yeah. Why bother investigating anything at all? If whatever we think is what's true. Because it's fun. <laughs> That's number nineteen. <laughs> It's fun, yeah. It is fun. Like, I agree to that. It's fun to like be different from. What happens if it's time? What happens if it's not fun though? So this is a hard question. What if there's a dispute? Uh, Let's say it's a political dispute. Uh, Can you imagine a political dispute? Right. Okay. And this is why I do SE uh, pretty much. Is everyone right? In their eyes, yeah. Regardless of the political dispute, like how, I guess what I'm saying is, how do we resolve our conflicts and our mm -hmm. differences mm -hmm. yeah. if everyone's right? Yeah. Yeah. Compassion, not being a lot angry. Of body well, language I on my part. And then I think you can, yeah, and I think you can get into the middle, like some sort of every, because there's a difference between like everyone is right and everyone wanting to keep that belief to be right to like not be open-minded about it mm -hmm. to hold on to it so right. let's say can you pause it let's i would ask her is that your view is that what you're doing right now are you allowing objective or subjective truth to be a thing in order to hold on to deeply held beliefs that can't be challenged. Now it would consume rapport to ask a very direct question to her, but it might, it might help. It might've helped there. Are you, are you that type mm. of person? Are you the type of person that wants to sing the songs or ask the questions, which kind mm. of person are you? But that's, Ooh, that's that a, been a good it's one. a very, personal question so you have to be careful with it but it could have it could have helped right there yeah i like your question why investigate at all i think this was one of the best questions here and she, and she said because it's fun and it's a good question i like it but and you you started to unraveling it um but i i, I would wonder what else what, why else investigate what if what if you asked her Besides fun, is there anything else that we're looking for when we investigate? 
something like this or um do do we i don't know have all this technology and stuff only because it was fun to someone and if if someone wanted if someone thought it was fun to have something else i don't know like uh, not not electricity well, but but something that goes uh, against the the laws of physics would would we have that or mm. You can even keep it open-ended rather than giving options like we talked about. You can say, is fun the only advantage of doing that? Could there be more to it? Yeah. Is fun the oh. only thing? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good right. Answer. And then it opens up for her to identify other things that maybe are beneficial from asking questions. Yeah, I wonder what Good her answer point. would be if we said uh, we wouldn't have vaccines. And, and she, <laughs> how would she respond to that? Vaccines are fake. Vaccines are fake. So we don't <laughs> One thing that I was wondering is if you were, you should have been a little bit more specific with your like example. You said political belief. And when I watched this the first time, I was kind of wondering if she kind of had the idea that you meant like a political opinion instead of something a little bit more factual. That's just my thought as I watched it. But mm, she might have been thinking about preference. Yeah, yeah, like preference. Like I should right. I think X should be illegal and somebody else thinks X shouldn't be illegal. You know, maybe something along those lines. But Right. I should have maybe, made it more like a factual dispute or something. Yeah. That's maybe I, she's yeah. maybe she's equating belief with preference. And it's my preference and therefore it's true because it's my preference. Probably that's why belief, that's, evidence, that's truth. Why, yeah, that's why I think definitions are really important. Like, I would really want to know how she's defining belief. Because if she says a belief is something that you think is true, okay. But if she says a belief is something that you like to be the case, like uh, like your favorite flavor of chocolate or something, then it might disentangle it from fact and opinion a little bit more. Because right now right. they're very close together. She agrees to number three on the survey. Um, uh, truth depends on the opinions and beliefs of people. And I'm going to get to a question there uh, in a minute. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. There's so much to unpack. And this is why the survey helps me feel like I'm staying on track or gives me options to bounce around. Um, yeah, we'll get back to it. Say, I believe in political political belief X and yeah. you believe in political belief Y. Yeah. Um, it's the same issue. You're just coming from a different angle. On X and yeah. not and let's X, say not y. there's a dispute yeah. now yeah. because yeah. of this. Yeah. Is there any hope to resolve our differences? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or is there no yeah, hope? Yeah, no, absolutely. How would, you, how would we resolve our disputes? Compassion and listening. Well, what if you want what you want and I want what I want? That's not compassion or, and listening. Well, that's that's the nature of the thought experiment, right? So uh -huh. there, it's a political issue. Uh -huh. um, and are, is what you're saying we just need to talk it out? Yeah. Okay. And how do we talk it out? What are we talking about? why we believe in what we believe in if i just say i believe because what i believe is true do you have any hope of reaching me to resolve this conflict i don't know if that's willing to have a conversation mm. a good thing might have been like how does a third party decide who's right 
Right. It seems, it seems like she's yeah. saying conversation is agreement or uh, agreeing to disagree. Yeah, this might go back to that comment that was on the video about um, a way to, to, to deny the existence of conflict. Um, and I'm trying to make it about conflict right now. And it probably would have been better to instead of using a political example, which people inherently view a lot of political issues as a matter of preference. It could have been better if I maybe talked about, I don't know, like climate change or something a little bit more factual in nature. Um, like the Tic Tacs, like that's as simple as it gets. Um, I felt like I already tried to use that example though. So, all right, then keep going. I think if, uh, can you be more specific with that question? No. Do you just want to know what I think about that overall? Or what it More about what I last said. Uh, that's not a conversation if someone just says my belief is true because it's true to me. Right. That's not... Uh, uh, What's the difference between... So, truth depends on the opinions and beliefs of people. You strongly agree to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I strongly agree with that. Mm -hmm. And if it were my opinion that the number of candies in this box was a trillion, trillion, trillion candies. Yeah. That's a good example. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. It's not true to me. <laughs> okay. That's why it's like something is true if everyone agrees. That's why I use the word the case a lot or the phrase the, the, case, the yeah. case something that describes the state of affairs mm -hmm. or the case right or what's real rather than truth and maybe that helps i don't know right especially if the word true and belief are kind of synonymous mm -hmm. reed do you have sense. a pop-up do you have a pop-up for when you ask a question to see how far they're willing to go like the testing the absurdity of it, like testing limits or something. Do you have anything along those lines? Because maybe we need some. We have probe limits. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. it right there. Yeah. The other thing too is you said uh, you you said something like you said you agree to that, or no, you said you agree to that, as opposed to saying I noticed that you marked down that you agree to that. Mm. So rather than like you're almost like backing her into a corner and said, this, this is what yeah. you think rather than this is what you said that you think about it. It's a little bit more open. You're sort mm -hmm. of inviting her or saying like, this is flexible. We can change that answer if we want to, as opposed to saying, you think this, uh, it was mm -hmm. it happened right prior to this moment. I noticed. Yeah. Or plus I noticed, plus I noticed that your current position is right here. Maybe mm -hmm. keeping it right. you know, implying that, this is all open to be changing. Yeah. You don't, you're, you're not stuck. Right. You're when, you, when you filled out the survey, I noticed that you checked strongly agree here. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> right. The implication is you can change it. You yeah. can specifically say it too if you need to. And I don't, I don't think it helps that you got the war drums beating in the background. 
<laughs> yeah. There's a there's a part at which I ask a question and the base is building for a drop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome. It's so good. That part's it's, even cute. it's like doom, doom, doom. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. Oh yeah. There we go. That one's super interesting. It's like Yeah, you you oddly slightly disagree to that. To Why five. would yeah. you slightly disagree yeah. if what people think is true is what makes right. something true? And oddly, like you gotta Wouldn't be careful that like that. Are you true? calling her answer odd? Yeah. I, it, it's it's yeah. odd. I know you're, what you're saying is it's odd when we contrast it to what you're telling me now. <laughs> That's probably what you meant, I would imagine. But it, little words like that may be, you know. I think you've built enough rapport yeah. where she's being flexible with. She's a she's a long. Oh, I'm about to get a, a lot more sassy in a minute too. <laughs> but uh, I say I say it's odd because number three is truth depends on the opinions and beliefs of people. So if you add more people, uh, why does that make it less true? Or yeah, like that's what I'm not understanding. So to me. I mean, maybe it's not kosher to say that's odd, <laughs> though. That to me is a a contradiction that I think you, you, know, you only need one question to point out that contradiction. So I'm just trying to figure that one out. You could try to put, that the burden, put the burden of understanding on yourself. I'm confused right. by this and this. That's a and better I'm way like, to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm yeah, confused well, by this. Like, help right. me understand how you agree to number three and disagree to number five. Help me understand yeah. that. Just curious. I'm curious yeah. how that relates. I'm curious. Yeah. You know, even, yeah. even this seems to. I'm not saying this is the case, but it seems mm -hmm. to be contradictory. Can you help me to understand how that's not contradictory? Something like that. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. If somebody agrees. Oh, I'm interpreting that as like if everyone is agreeing to something that this is. Yeah, true. let's say everyone thinks the earth is flat. Yeah. Does that round. make it true that the earth is flat? Because everyone says it? Or can it yeah, be possible think, that everyone's wrong? And I'm. I have this. I think all of this kind of like circles back to this belief of mine that like every single belief that people that something is true or false is perceived i think it just is what i'm realizing that circles back to is like everything that we believe is true is doesn't have to be fault true externally if per if if we do say that the stars that we're seeing at night the moon billions of years away or the earth is flat is our external reality then that's just our perception that it's the external reality can you pause it for a second <laughs> Uh, I just wonder what would happen if instead of asking if everyone b believes the earth is flat, does it make it true that the earth is flat? If you would ask the same question, but without the word true, if everyone believes the earth is flat, does it influence the, the earth? The, earth? the, uh, the more people believe uh, the earth is flat, shapes the earth? Or how does it work? 
So, and that would just omit this truth difficulty, maybe. I just yeah. wonder what she would have answered. Like I was thinking, like, mm -hmm. let's say we get two people who agree, disagree about the shape of the Earth, and we, you know, they fly up to space, because that's, like, becoming somewhat realistic these days. And one person says, I think the Earth is flat. And the other person says, I think the Earth is round. Is the Earth literally changing shape as each of them make that declaration? Mm. I, I'd want to go almost to the absurd and like, what is happening? Is it only when they think it? Is it when they verbalize it? Is it their belief that's changing or the shape of the Earth or both? Right. Does the Earth not change at all as each of these two people who are now in a ship looking down at the Earth? <laughs> um, is the Earth still st staying the same, but these two people are they seeing it differently? Are they literally seeing the shape change? If we were to ask them to draw it, would the drawings be different? Mm. Yeah, they're good questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And one last time. So nothing I, is real. <laughs> nothing is real. Why do we agree to number two then? Yeah, it's weird because everything is real at the same time. Mm. Everything is like, because everything is real to everyone and everything. You, it's, it's I find paradox. it so interesting that you agree to 24. I don't know how I'm trying to understand how you could agree yeah, to 24. Yeah, no, it's it has wouldn't to do with you the have to, time. Wouldn't so I'm trying to understand you. I'm not trying to push you in any direction. Though so how is it you can agree to 24? It is possible that some of my beliefs are not true. How does that work? Yeah, I think when when the word possible is being used, it makes me think of the conception of time. Like my my belief can not be true in in two days. Okay, cannot be true right later. Now. How about yeah. in the present moment? Is it possible for some of your beliefs to not be true? No. So everything that you believe is true, and you can't be wrong about anything you think. That's a poor yeah. Can you repeat that one? You can't be wrong about anything you think. <laughs> do you know do you know what I think is happening here though with the aporia? Is she searching for verification of her own beliefs, rationalization and not falsification? So I don't think the aporia is the way we think aporia should be in a helpful way. It seems like she's just rationalizing and finding a way to reconcile mm. all these things that are contradictory. She's not pondering her position. She's looking for reasons to justify it. Correct. That's what I'm suspecting. Yeah, because that seems to be the approach throughout the whole thing. It's just verification, not falsification. I think this is why I was so frustrated at this point. And this is where I just, I just, at, from, from here on out, I let my frustration come out a bit more. <laughs> You've got so much more patience. You've got amazing patience. Uh, yeah. I, I just, really I good. had the sense, I had the sense that it was going to be okay to do that at this point, talking this long, 40 minutes in, almost like, 
I don't know. It was just like a, an intuitive sense that if I did that, I might almost gain respect rather than lose it. <laughs> so, so uh, was, it, was this your so, record yeah, for like the amount of time spent on one question? Oops, I hit the wrong button. What was that? Is this is this like your record for the amount of time spent on one question in the survey? Forty minutes, or have you gone longer? Um, well, I feel like we've bounced around from like six to two yeah, to twenty-four. Yeah. Though, yeah, like we only talk about five of them on the yeah. twenty-four. Out of the twenty-four, we only focus on f these like five or whatever, and that's only because mm. if we don't have some co conceptualization of objectivity in any yeah. way, yeah, uh, how I can't we can't get past that. Mm. Um, so mm. here's yeah. another idea when she said oh, yeah. um, when she said she agreed to this uh, 24 uh, i think it would be nice to ask for an example of a belief she was mistaken and let's say she provided some example i believed in whatever astrology and now i don't believe in it you could have proceeded asking why what changed and uh, did you did you change this belief be only because it was fun to change it? Yeah. Maybe something else. Why did you change your mind? Exactly. Oh, that should have been. That should have been. I I should have asked. Have you ever changed your mind about anything? Yeah. And uh, about anything factual? Um, an example also. Can, is, and is can you nice give thing. me an example of that? Yeah. yeah. And then if, mm. if I can get an example of a time in which she has changed her mind, then I then why is a great question for that. Right. Mm. Can you just change your mind back to that same position that you had? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. What's the All harm right. of doing it? Yep. Here we go. No, not at this moment that I'm speaking right now. And then that moment already passed. So you're so always like, right about everything that you say or believe. As the moments go on, Dang little sass. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I I believe that. As I just called myself out. She so let's that. say somebody comes here and they take your wallet and they say it's true to me that that's my wallet. That's so awesome. What do you think about that? Yeah, but then as they say that, that moment passed, and this moment to me that is not true. To you. To me. How? Who are you to say that they're wrong if they believe it? If yeah, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Yeah, they're not wrong in that they believe that. I'm like shocked they again. From and they believe that it's theirs. Yeah, they're still not wrong. That's a, you might as well leave so that banner out the like whole. This, so. this is good. This is good. You're yeah. talking about justice, which is probably mm. a value that she yeah. really something that she really values is justice and equality. And now right. you're now you're in her wheelhouse. Like this is what's important to her. Is this idea of justice, and this is my this might be what you need to get through. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, I'd say I've done hundreds of these survey interviews, and in Portland, uh, and also which is where I'm from, and also like festivals that I've been to, I'd say about somewhere between 25 and 40 percent or so of people that fill out the survey uh, disagree to number one in some way, like they've got some other idea for what the truth is like we just disagree on what truth means and yet i've only had like a handful of people maybe three or five people ever disagree to 24. and i want to know how that works if you 
can disagree to number one and and agree to twenty four. Mm. Um, I think I had more to say, but <laughs> I can go back to it. Person that's been committed for a crime or been thrown in jail. Oh yeah, just said I didn't do it. In Portland, that's big. All of them were wrongly committed. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Every person who's murdered someone else and has claimed that they didn't, that person didn't? Here's the bass drop. Oh, nice. You're tying, belief with, you're tying belief with behavior, yeah, too. To them, yeah, to us, no. I, I guess that's a really, like, it depends on the perspective. As they say that, I think, I guess where I'm going with it is. I'm about to interrupt her again. Uh, I'm at the end of my rope at this point in the talk. For example, really? in that situation, someone says, I, I feel didn't like do it. it. That's them verbally, you know, conceptualizing this idea that they have in their head that they did not do it. Yeah, you kind of look like it. I'm hearing you say that they can't be wrong. Yeah, because that moment they said that, and that's not wrong. That's the. I mean, I assume that when they say that, say something. It, I mean, I think it's different. There's a difference between like saying something and like believing in it. So if they believe that they're not wrong, or they say that they're not wrong and they believe it, then they're not wrong. But that moment passed. That moment left. And this moment, they might still say that they're well, not wrong. if their wrong, claim but... is about something that happened in the past, mm -hmm. why is going in the future changing anything about what happened in the past? Because our perception of it changed. Okay. If our, if our perception of the past changes, that yeah, changes our... what happens in the past? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, a good example of that, right, is like you. I'm wondering now, mm -hmm. were there dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> were there a dinosaurs? good example of that would be, yeah. So, like, I wonder yeah. what her example would have been. I really, really. Good. Now that I'm listening back, I'm like, man, I really wish I knew what she was about to say. Yeah. And that's why if if you are watching this right now and if you've made it this far, then <laughs> I, I am I I implore the audience watching, please, if you're gonna if you're interested in SE and you wanna make a difference and you wanna engage with people about their beliefs and you think you can do it, and I mean I think anyone can do it, record yourself. Cause you will be shocked <laughs> at like how well or not well you're doing it. Um, and the, it's the best way to get better at this. And my, I believe personally that it's the best way to get better at this. You can read all the books you want, watch all the videos you want until you really try it yourself and get your hands dirty and do this and then listen back. It like opens your eyes to your own personality and things that you do and things that you say. And I've changed so much about how I talk to people after I started recording myself. And so we were talking mm -hmm. earlier before the show how I want to start doing a call to action in every stream, like ask people to do something and make a difference. Well, this is what I'd probably want you to do uh, if you're listening is 
have these kinds of conversations with people, get their consent to do this, and and just everyone's got an iPhone or an, an Android, and just get the voice memo app and record yourself and listen to your conversations with other people, because um, it it will, I believe, help you improve. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, that's sweet banner, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it will seriously help. <laughs> I, I really do believe that it will it will help. And then what's even better if you get a really got good interview, an awesome interview share it with us there's a mm-hmm. se discord server there's a website you can email me you can email any one of us here um and say hey i've got this this uh you know interview and i want you to help me out where i went wrong what i could have done better and i'd love to help you out do that um anyway i just wanted to break away really quick to to mention that i, I love yeah, it as good, a test good. for to show how imperfect our personal experience is as well like when i've recorded something and i reflect on it I have my ideas about what was said and what wasn't. And then when I go and watch it, I realize that that didn't happen like that. You know, it's a really right. good order. I don't talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of a TikTok where somebody records like, hi, honey, uh, see, you, see you later after work today. And then they play it back and it's like, hi, honey, thank you very much. I hope you see you at work today. Like, yeah. there, there's value in listening back to your recordings. Even if you're not even yeah. doing an SE conversation, like you're, yeah. you're checking out of the grocery store, record yeah. to have a little bit of a dialogue with somebody. Yeah. If pay attention to what you're doing and how maybe ask how you could be better the next time around. Yeah, and, it's yeah, also and if you're go ahead. How when I first started recording my conversations even on the table, I wasn't using headphones and even adding that element to it where I I'm hearing my voice where it's right there and I'm hearing my own voice. Oh, yeah. That adds it, it that makes it easier a little bit to mm. uh, to have conversations. And yeah. because we're not, we don't have to like project and like really, mm. we, can, we can be right there. And, and it's make, even though we're two feet away, it makes it even more intimate having headphones yeah. on. It's, it's, yeah. it's a strange thing. Yeah, because you can hear yourself in real time. Yeah. And totally. if you're watching this and you're like, oh, I can't listen to Nathan. I can't go, you know, record my conversations because if I listen back to it, I'll throw up. <laughs> or something like you just can't get through your own talks. Well, that's an even better reason to do it. Because, yeah. I mean, it really is. It gives you a sense of awareness about yourself. Um, mm. So anyway, I'll get yeah, off my yeah. soapbox there. Good point, though. Mm. I would say yes. Okay. Did we know about dinosaurs before we discovered dinosaur fossils? I want you to think about this for a bit. Yeah. And this has been Oops. a really good talk. Yeah. You're really so like that. Sorry, I'm clicking all the buttons. <laughs> so at that point, I felt like ending it just because I got the first. That was what I felt like was the first um, omission here in the thinking and the thought process. And omission? Omission? I don't know. If something, I'm using you left, right something you forgot to. Admission. Oh, yeah. I just I felt like it was the first point at which we seem to have an agreement <laughs> on something like that, and it's <laughs> closely tied to how she's conceptualizing the truth. So, um, I just felt like ending it there was probably the right time. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to know what she would have thought if we kept going, but. Anyway, basically, the and rest of that, I just think, 
I wrap up and I thank her a lot for um Can we see the ending? And I, Can we, we see can... The, like the last part of it? Sure, sure. Her reaction. Um, really like laser in and you pay attention and focus to what I'm saying or what I'm asking of you in a way that's that's really interesting to me. And I have a great deal of respect for the time that you've given me today. Thank you so, so much for, yeah, this was, I'm like so on it. I'm like, damn, this is. Yeah. Really we're, what we're doing is we're having an abstract discussion about what the truth means to us, yeah. how we consider something yeah. true and how do we resolve conflicts about right. uh, disputes of belief and yeah. how we view these things. Yeah. And it's just been such a joy to talk yeah. with you. Yeah, thank today you so much. Wow. So let me give you this. <laughs> and I'll uh, probably take a picture of it before you go, but you get this to keep. Great. I'll let you hang on to that for now. Yeah. And um, any you're... lingering questions? No, I just want to say you're great at really creating an environment where not only people's beliefs feel accepted but also challenged and it's hard to have yeah it's a fine line those. it's really i've been working on my i'm interrupting really to walk that line for yeah. a while, and it's you can say thank you you know i want to like, take a compliment yeah. push people it was well learned it was well also like yeah. i want them to be comfortable to stay and she phrased it so well them to feel a little uncomfortable and mm -hmm. and thinking differently and trying to wrap yeah. our hand around things that we don't get a chance to talk about very often yeah and uh yeah so i'm, I'm glad it's it, great i love talking about this shit. well maybe what we can do is um before i'm gone tomorrow think about this for a while and um maybe we'll sit down for a follow-up just before the festival is over if you're open to it and we'll see how your mind may have reflected about this conversation tomorrow yeah. something else oh my yeah. god thank you cool. wow <laughs> awesome everyone at festivals hugs that's great that's uh, very very good but... yeah cool Wow. Wow. It was so much fun and thought provoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're thinking hard like what what should we have asked? And uh, yeah, lots of great questions and overall great rapport, I think. I liked how you did it. Mm. And she, yeah, she's very she's very intelligent too. She's oh, it reminded yeah. me of like Sigmund Freud and his superstitious beliefs. Like untrue beliefs have got nothing to do with intelligence. It's something else there it's epistemology it's like what process are we stuck in oh absolutely i can tell yeah. that she's actually quite bright um yeah. you know she was yeah. following me and yeah. and Asking. she was listening yeah. to me and then she just picked up a lot of the se stuff right on the fly like as mm -hmm. we were going along and started challenging me and getting me to say stuff which uh isn't very typical i don't get that a whole lot yeah, so that could be a little unnerving too for someone doing SE. By the way, if if uh, suddenly your conversation partner starts asking you direct questions back, it could be a little like, "Oh shit, okay, I guess this is what it's like to be on the receiving end of this stuff." So, yeah, be prepared for it if it happens, and don't uh, don't discourage it. Like recognize right. it. Like I love that question that you asked me. That was great. It's cool to see you thinking about this so intently. Mm. Really good. And did, did you notice how she phrased it in the very end? She said, creating the atmosphere of, peop of people's beliefs being accepted, but at the same time being challenged. I want to put this in the SE course. <laughs> so we'll That's bring... that, could, that could be a quote in one of the modules, yeah. couldn't it? Yeah. 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 It, maybe it should be. Mm. What was it again? Doing... What was the... She said, you, you were good at creating the atmosphere 
of people's beliefs being accepted and at the same time being challenged. Okay, right. It's yeah. what we do, like what mm -hmm. we aim to do, and yeah, you succeeded at that. Yeah. Did you have any follow-up contact with her, Nathan? I have her contact information. I also sent her um, an audio file along with everybody who did um, mm. uh, an interview with me. I sent them an email because uh, I got contact information afterwards and I fired off um, an audio recording to them. Mm. And my thinking on that is, A, it gives them an a, a last-minute opportunity to opt out or, mm. or at very least it gives them a second chance to revisit the same kind of conversation. So they get to relive that conversation again. And I think that's really helpful. Um, I don't know. It's just a great way to keep people engaged and make sure that like, you know, before I go and publish this and spend a lot, a lot of time editing it and like promoting it and things like that, I want to make sure that everyone's cool uh, with the talk that they had and, so yeah, I, I have uh, sent her an email um, uh, with the audio recording, and maybe I'll reach out again and ask for a follow-up. That might be pretty cool. I'd love that, yeah. Yeah, I, I would wonder great. if she had thought about that at all, about the conversation. Right, yeah. I wonder so much what she thinks about it now. I'm wondering how long she's been thinking about that approach. Like, it, it seems that she's been thinking about relativism for a while to be able to rationalize and you know this justification the justifications that she comes up with i don't think it's something that was made up on the spot i've never thought about this before right it definitely seems like um something that she has thought of before so i'm glad that mm. we are able to address it yeah mm. Yeah, and th this whole subject that we were discussing, like the, the confusion or the merging of external and internal reality or objective truth or truth, true for me, or it's a, it can be about knowledge, either scientific knowledge and, and or metaphysical knowledge, whatever that means, it's just so common and so uh, it might be confusing and difficult to unpack. So, yeah, it. it it's good we have such conversations. Yeah. Also, here's another a question that I've uh, thought of. Uh, we could have phrased it, can we test for anything? Like, can mm. we check anything for anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check anything for anything. That's very yeah. abstract, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was doing with the, the Tic Tacs. Yeah. Like, if we count them are we manifesting the number by counting them or are we discovering the number and that was like yeah. a, a sort of a way kind of uh i think yeah. of what you're saying like testing something like what are we doing are we discovering things yeah no need to test if you're always right <laughs> right and therein lies yeah, the does problem it, does it mean that, that does your belief implies that we we shouldn't test anything because Whatever you believe is already true. Mm, yeah. But but yeah. I'm thinking of a pregnancy test now. Could you think that you're <laughs> pregnant and become pregnant? Could you think that you're not and yeah. then not be pregnant? <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Uh, uh, medical things are are great examples to touch on, just because I think a lot of us have personal experiences with misdiagnosing ourselves with stuff. Like we think right. we're sick when we're not, you know, yeah. we're searching WebMD until we're, you know, blue in the face. 
and we're diagnosing ourselves left and right to only to discover later that, you know, it was a total misdiagnosis. Here's what I'd like to know. Like worldwide, is relativism prevalent in some areas more than others? Is the United States high on that? And then they maybe like uh, South Korea is low on that and maybe Russia is in the middle. I wonder if there's some maybe that's geographic a, um, data on that, how people are thinking. Maybe that's a great question for the audience. Like, if you're watching this, please let us know in the comments. Like, generally speaking, don't be too specific. Like, what region of the world are you from? And do people think in relativistic terms like this, where you're from? Like, how often does this happen uh, to you? Yeah. And again, you I'm may be in a culture where you, you don't talk about such things and you don't know that half the population is thinking in relativistic terms because it's rude to ask yeah. these types of questions. Yeah, it's hard. Maybe hard no one knows. Yeah, so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Portland, I bump into it all the time. It's extremely common here in Portland. Wow. And here in Moscow, I, I bumped into it lots of times. I want really? to grab some of these people and take them down. Oh, that's the interesting. Casino. I want to find Take them to the people. casino? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you truly believe it's gonna land on twenty three and have them bring their money by the way, not yours. <laughs> yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. Well, any other go ahead. I was gonna say if if we win we'll share the profits, but it's their money. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well unless there's anything else. That's it. Yeah, thanks, thanks everybody, right, well, thanks everybody awesome. for coming. Yeah. That was awesome. Please check out these different channels uh, in the description below. Uh, give this video a like. It helps us out a lot. Uh, bring more attention to this. And um, until next uh, stream, we'll see you guys later. Okay. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here, or not expressed here, do not necessarily represent those of the organization. The intro and outro of this episode was narrated by Apollos.